Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. People who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 370. And I am going to call it, I think I'm going to call it uh, out of sight, out of mind, because this is a, a problem that people will tell me they have. They say, well, I am scared to put things away because when I put it away, I forget about it. I have to have things out to be able to know that I have it and know where it is and all that kind of stuff. I get it, but we're going to talk about what I think is probably the actual situation for people who are saying that this is their issue. And also, because this was my own issue and my own, fine, I'll just say it, excuse for a lot of my messiness and and how the process, my five-step process, my strategies have helped me, even though I tend to be an out of sight, out of mind kind of person. All right. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. All right. So um, basically, when we're talking about out of sight, out of mind, I believe that the fear that a lot of people have is that they are going to experience with every single one of their things what they have experienced with things in the past as they have tried to do the right thing with a few things out of the big masses and piles and stacks of clutter. Okay. So what do I mean by that? Well, one of the things that I would say, and that a lot of people say when they have, you know, stacks of paper all over the the kitchen countertop, or they have all of these, you know, crafty type items, instead of them being put away neatly, they are spread out all over the room or in their bedroom is, and this is all from my own experience. Okay. Like in the bedroom is, um, you know, this, this stack of stuff, like, oh, that's, that's the Girl Scout stuff right there. And I've got to remember, I can't lose that. So I need to have it out here where I can see it. And so it's this idea that that is my solution. Like this is how I function. And yet the whole time when I had all this stuff out, first of all, it wasn't a real solution because all that stuff being out 
And in neat little piles, it always morphed into bigger piles. It always attracted more stuff and ended up that the thing that I had set so neatly and cautiously and carefully in this one spot so I wouldn't forget it, wouldn't forget that I had it, wouldn't forget where it is. In my absent-mindedness, there was just stuff on the counter and then other stuff I just randomly set it down there and then that stuff got buried in the bottom of a pile. And so then I was in a situation where I was like, I know I put this stuff in a place where I wouldn't forget it. And I tried to put it where I wouldn't be able to miss it. And then somehow it has just disappeared. Like that was my situation. And yet a lot of times people think, well, okay, this makes me, I'm doing this because I'm a visual person. Okay. And maybe that's true. I don't study that stuff. Okay. Maybe there is a, a bit of truth to that. Okay. But I want to say that if you're, if you have stuff all over and you think this is the only way that I barely hold on, you're not at a point where you are ready to predict the way that you're going to need to organize in order to be successful down the road when everything's under control. Okay. I feel like this is one of those things I talk about a lot lately is this whole where you are now and then where you envision you want to end up. There's just so much to do in between now and then that you can't know what it's going to look like, how you're going to function in that space. So instead Anytime that you're thinking about organizing solutions, remember, if you have not decluttered yet, don't even think about the organizing solutions. Like it's not time. Every single person, even the, you know, you know me, like my story is that I thought I was giving up and just said, I'm just going to declutter. And by doing that, I achieved an organized house. Like all I did was declutter. All I did was get rid of stuff. And so I am big on just declutter. Don't worry about the organizing. But even if you have dreams of color-coded pantries and you, you know, even those people who are teaching organizing, okay, who are giving organizing solutions, all of these, every single one of them will tell you you still have to declutter first. I've come to this realization that a lot of times... The reason they just say, okay, let's talk all about organizing. Oh yeah, declutter first. They're in a different place than I was when I got started, right? Like that's where, so they, they kind of were like, oh yeah, declutter first. Like that's just the easy thing for me. Decluttering was a hard thing. That was the rip my fingernails out painful thing for me. And so it was never an issue of, oh, okay, just declutter. And then we'll get to the good stuff. We'll get to organizing. No, I mean, it was like, no, the decluttering was going to take me years. And ultimately I found out just the decluttering was all I really cared about. I mean, because now I can find what I need. I can keep my house under control. My house is not a big old pile disaster mess anymore. Like I'm good just from decluttering, right? I achieved what I wanted from organizing, but through decluttering. So my encouragement to you is don't get into this whole, well, because I have junk everywhere, that must mean that I need to have out in the open organizing solutions. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. I'm not at all saying it, but you don't need to worry about it yet because you got to get rid of the stuff first. And I'm going to talk to you about how I, how I got through this. 
Okay, how I got through this fear of if I put it away, I will never find it again. I will forget all about it. Okay, that out of sight, out of mind fear was based in my house being out of control. That's why I had the fear. My house wasn't out of control because I am an out of sight, out of mind person. Maybe it was, I don't know. I had the fear of out of sight, out of mind because of my experience, because my house was out of control. Anyway, I hope that makes sense. Y'all know when I say, I hope this makes sense. Now, see, I started recording one yesterday and I had to go anyway. So I may have already said this in a recent podcast, but whenever I say, I hope that makes sense. I'm not saying, I hope you get it. I'm saying, I hope I'm coherent. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. All right. Okay. So no matter what you have to declutter first. So don't worry about any of this. Don't get caught up in the, but I'm an out of sight, out of mind (laughs) person. Don't worry about it. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. If you are or you aren't, you still have to declutter. So let's talk about decluttering, okay? Here's the thing. You can't worry about the woulds and the shoulds and the ifs. You worry about the trash that's sitting in front of you. The the trash, the pieces of trash that are in front of your face right now, those are not woulds, shoulds, and ifs. Those are things that you can deal with And you know, for like, it's an immediate, I put it in the trash and it's done. Okay. And then that, as you go through the decluttering process, you're going to start to learn about how you can function in a home with less stuff that you may literally have no idea. I did not know how much I would love open space until I had open space. You couldn't have told me, which is one of the reasons sometimes where I'm like, I say all this stuff on my podcast and yet you're not going to get it until you get it, like until you experience it. I hope I can explain it in a way that gets you to the experiencing it place sooner, but there is so much power in experiencing what it's like to have open space like to have space with nothing in it. I might have said before, oh, I think that would make me uncomfortable. Why was I saying that? Because I'd never experienced it. I didn't know. I didn't know how powerful it was. I didn't know how much the um, stuff everywhere was weighing on me because I could function. I could be a, you know, a successful person at work, keep our bills paid, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I could do that kind of stuff. I mean, I say that, but my husband did all the bill paying. I'm just saying. But like, that experience was so powerful and I couldn't predict it. Okay. And so all I had to go on was what I knew and what I knew was barely hanging on and a little, this maybe works better than that, but not ever knowing exactly, 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 exactly how I could best function. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash clean. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. So let's think about what are your real goals here? Okay, what are your real goals, period, for getting your house under control? Whether it's something that you can see or it's something put away where you can't see it. What are the actual goals? Taking that out of the equation. Well, your goal is to have a designated place for things, right? You want to know where things are easily, right? That was always my thing. I would say is like, well, I don't have a place for everything. That's why the whole a place for everything and everything in its place is like, yeah, it is true. I mean, I will tell you now it's true. It still gets on my nerves because it oversimplifies because I was like, I don't know how to get to that point. Okay. But that, that was the goal. I wanted to have designated places for things. I wanted to be able to find things that I needed without tearing my house apart, For all of those times where I thought that I had to have everything out in the open because, you know, well, if it's out of sight, it'll be out of mind. And so I, I needed it all out in the open. That was when I was consistently tearing my house apart, looking for things like 
that was my normal way of life. The things on the top of the piles that I had most recently used, yeah, I could I could find those on the top of the pile. But on a very regular basis, I needed something that wasn't on the top of the pile and other things had piled on top of it. And now it's on the bottom of the pile or who knows which pile. And I can't remember because there's so much stuff here. I can't even think about what all's here. And I would end up, you know, having a crap right? Like that just, you know, stuff. And what was there? There was a post I wrote early on and it was early, early, early. And I needed something for a show that I was in. And it was like, the avalanche. I talked about the avalanche. I mean, I call it a crap now, but like the avalanche of the having to dig in the bottoms of the piles, like desperately trying to find this thing that I was looking for. That was my, I didn't want that. My goal was to not have that experience. Okay. It was to be able to find the things that I needed when I needed them without having to tear my house apart to get to them. Now, A lot of the reaction of, well, but if it's out of sight, out of mind, the, the reaction of, well, then I, I don't, I don't think it would work for me to put it away behind a cabinet door or in a drawer or something like that. I don't think that would work for me because if something's out of sight, out of mind, a lot of that is based on that reaction that I couldn't do that is that, well, this has never worked for me before. You know, I've tried to get organized before. Well, most likely when you were trying to get organized before, you were doing it the way that I used to do it, which was go through and say, where should this go? I need to give this item a good home. And so I would put it in a really good, super logical home that I had thought so long and hard and reasoned and analyzed in order to figure out. And then I had put it in that home and then life happened and I had no idea where it was. Zero. No, 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 no idea. No idea at all where it would be. And so because of that, that made me think this never works for me. Putting things away where I can't see it, that doesn't work. Well, that's not what we do around here, right? So I have my five-step process and I use my two and only two decluttering questions, which helps me determine the home for anything in my house. I give things a real home by asking and answering correctly using instinct, not analysis. My first decluttering question. My first decluttering question is if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? It is not where should this go? Most likely when you have had the experiences that make you think if I put this away, I'll never be able to find it. It's because you weren't asking that question. You were saying, where should this go? You were asking your friend where she kept hers. And instead, you're going to go with your actual real instinct. Where would I look for this first? Not where would I find this? Not where would I find this? That is not the question. Not where would this be? It is literally where would I look first even if I have zero confidence, it's going to be there. Okay. So we're acknowledging that you have not had experience. You've not been successful in the past. We're acknowledging that you have a fear that if it's out of sight, it'll be out of mind and you will never be able to find it. We're acknowledging all of those things. Nobody is saying, Oh, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of organized people are like, Oh, just don't be that way. And I'm like, well, guess what? I was born this way. And, um, 
please don't tell me not to be this way. You know, we're acknowledging that that is a legitimate issue for you. And therefore we are using a strategy. We're asking a question that works, even though you've had these negative experiences in the past, even though you failed in the past at what you thought was the same thing, but it wasn't the same thing. So we're going to do this instead. And this is actually going to work. So it's the, where would I look for this first? Take away any need for confidence that it would be there. It's literally, if I was frantically searching through my house and the piles weren't here, because that's the goal, right? Like, I don't want the piles. Even if you think I'm going to have to have things out in the open, you don't want the piles, right? Like you don't want the avalanches. And so if the piles didn't exist, where is the first place where I would look for this item? In that same scenario of, oh no, where's my shoehorn? Oh no, I know I have one. Where's my shoehorn? And so you tear through the house. The house actually looks great. What's the first frantic place that you open? That's where you put it. That's its new home. That is the establishment of its home. So it doesn't have to be out in the open. Okay. It it doesn't have to be out where you're going to see it all the time, because let's just be honest for me, when it's out in the open and I can see it all the time, I stop seeing it. And that's how it ends up being the bottom of a clutter pile, the beginning of a clutter pile. So I thought I needed to have everything out where I could see it. And in reality, clear surfaces make me less likely to be super frantic. But even when I am super frantic, I know immediately because the surface is clear, I know that it's not in a pile here. You know what I mean? Like I can look at a huge pile of stuff and be like, there's a 5% chance it's somewhere in that pile. I can look at a countertop with absolutely nothing on it and know it's not there immediately. hundred percent sure. Why? Cause there's nothing on the countertop, right? So, and then the the countertop is clear. So I know not to look there. So I'm looking, where's the first place where I would look that drawer. There is a 90 something percent chance. Y'all know I don't do math or guarantee any percentages here, but there's like a 90 something percent chance that it's going to be in that spot. Y'all that's amazing odds or math or something compared to the, there's a 5% chance it's in that pile and a 2% chance it's in that pile and a 3% chance it's in that pile and a 7% chance it's in that pile. And so, okay, well, I guess I'll start with the 7% because that's the highest and I'm going to dig through that. And I'm going to like, what's more efficient knowing there are no piles. And so I know it's somewhere, uh, where's the first place where I would look and then it's actually there. I mean, I mean like, y'all, it just works. Okay. It just works. But then we get into the whole out of mind. What if I forget that I have it? What if I forget that I own it because it's put away? Okay. If you forget that you own it because it's put away and you never actually end up needing it, which would make you go, oh, where's my such and such, right? Maybe it doesn't need to be in the house. And I'm just saying this 
Because if you are the person who has all the piles and everything covering every surface, because you've had it in your mind that if I can't see it, I'm going to lose it. You have to get rid of stuff anyway. Like you're listening to a lady on a podcast, talk about decluttering for the 360 something ish hour. I mean, I guess if they used to only be 30 minutes, whatever. Anyway, you've listened to a lot of me talking about decluttering, probably. Even if this is your first one, we're like 20 minutes in, you're still listening, right? Like you need to get rid of some stuff anyway. Stuff needs to go in order for your house to be manageable for you. You have a clutter threshold. I'm sorry. I feel bad being the one to tell you that if you've never heard it before, but you can't handle all the stuff that you wish you could handle. You can't handle all the stuff that you wish you could handle. There is an amount of stuff that you can easily keep under control. And if you try to have more stuff than that, then there is no hope of your house being under control. If you've got stuff everywhere and it's making it hard to live in your home and you're listening to this person talk about decluttering, you need to declutter. It's the only way to get to your clutter threshold is to get rid of stuff. Okay. So you need to get rid of some stuff anyway. So this whole, what if I forget I have it is actually a great reason to just go ahead and get rid of it. That's the second decluttering question, y'all. So the first decluttering question is, if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? That gives it a home. If I needed this item and this space was clear and not covered in stuff, which is my goal, and the only way to get there is item by item going to its actual home. If this space was clear, okay, where would I look for it first? But if you can't answer that question, where would I look for it first? Okay. We're not saying that, oh, I didn't remember that I had this. I have to get rid of it. No. If you, if there's a place where you would go looking to see if you had that, great. You can put it there. That's fine. As long as it actually has a real place to be there. It can't be in a pile. It needs to be, oh, there's no room in here. What am I going to take out in order to give space for this item that I would look for first here? And sometimes that makes me realize, oh, wait, nah, I don't actually need this, right? Because I'm not willing to take anything out in order to give it space. But If the question, where would I look for this first? If I don't have an answer because I would never go looking for it, then it's already out of mind, right? Like, even though maybe it was in a pile out where you could technically see it when you first put it in the pile and then other things got piled, you know, on top of it and now it's been lost for years, it's already out of mind, even though you thought you were solving it by having it you know, have it, keeping it from being out of mind by having it out here in the open. So we're acknowledging that we're accepting that if the truth is that I would never even go looking for this item, I need to let it go. Cause I don't need to have stuff in my house that I would never even go looking for, because if I did need it and it would never occur to me that I had one and I would never go looking for it, then I would go buy another one. And I've already got piles. I'm trying to get stuff out of my house. Remember, your goal is to get stuff out of your house, right? I think sometimes people want a reason to keep every single thing. 
And instead, it's like, this is a reason to let this thing go because you got to let something go. So what is the best stuff to let go? The stuff you didn't even know that you had, so you would never go looking for it. The stuff that it would never occur to you that you already had one. That's that's the best first stuff to just, well, not first stuff, get rid of trash first. But like through the process, that's the stuff to get rid of. Is this stuff, it's out of mind, even though you tried for it to not be right? Even though you kept it in sight and it was still out of mind. So let that stuff go and acknowledge, I would never go looking for this, whether it was here, contributing to the pile, contributing to my overall overwhelm, or if it was put away in something. So I might as well just let it go. Because if I didn't know I had it and I needed it, I would go buy another one. I don't need to go buy more. I've got piles of stuff. I don't need to be bringing in duplicates of stuff that I already have. All right. I need a reason to get rid of some things. That's a reason to get rid of some things. Because the more that you get out of your house, the less you have in your house, the more you're under your clutter threshold, which means you can handle it. You have, you get things down to everything actually has a real place by acknowledging the realities of the space that you have. And that space is, is things being put away. Okay. Now this might come to the point for me. I I mean, we have a new TV stand new to me and I'm sure I've already told the story, but like we, uh, over Christmas break, we bought, uh, the TV stand of some friends that were moving and it looks like it has a bunch of drawers, but it's actually just three doors with shelves, like one shelf has something on it. It was the stuff that was in our old TV stand. And that's it. Like I have a bunch of stuff. I have a bunch of space that doesn't have anything in it. And I'm like, okay, like that's perfectly fine with me. I do not feel the need to fill everything up, but I also don't want stuff to just live out in the floating area with no place to actually go. Okay. It needs to have a real home that is put away so that when everything is put away, my house is okay. Yes. I can have people over and not feel like I have to shift and move and all that kind of stuff. All right. So if your initial reaction is I have to have things in sight, so they're not out of mind because I've never been successful before, make sure that you're following my five-step process. Remember, you can always go to a slobcomesclean.com slash five, F-I-V-E, and get a printable of my five-step process. There's also other podcasts where I've talked through the process. It's in great detail in my book, Decluttering at the Speed of Life. It has, you know, short listing of the steps with pictures and organizing for the rest of us. So, I mean, like, it's out there. You know, the newsletter, sign up, get the printable at slobchemsclean.com slash five. That is free. You know, I mean, like there's, there's nothing holding you back and the books are you at most libraries, but like follow this process. If your reason that your house is messy and you don't like it the way it is, if your reason is your fear of things being out of sight, out of mind, follow the process, trust the process. It really does work. Okay. Also don't forget, you know, when we're talking about the process, even before you ever get to the point where you are establishing homes for things through the first decluttering question, where would I look for this first? 
even before you do that, you have eliminated a lot of this stuff that's in every pile and surface and cluttered area before you ever get to establishing homes. You've just eliminated it by starting with trash. Okay. Trash is stuff that doesn't need a place in your home. You don't want to remember that you have it. Look for the trash, remove the trash. Trash goes straight into the trash bag. All right. It's done. It's over with. It's in its final destination when it goes straight into the trash bag. All right. Doing that, getting out easy stuff, removing easy stuff from the pile. Let's say the pile's here. You know, the pile's not supposed to be there, but your reason that the pile got started was because, well, I don't want things to be out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Forgetting all the stuff that you're going to have to decide eventually. Anyway, start with the trash, get the trash out of there and then remove the easy stuff. Anything that has an established home that's already established and you already know where that is, go take it there. Go ahead and take things to their already established home. Remove any duh donations. Look for things that, oh, wait, why do I have this? I can just donate this. Just doing that is going to significantly reduce the size of the pile that you're dealing with. And it's going to get it down to a much less overwhelming volume of stuff. And then you start working through. So sometimes you think, It's that whole, like, this is where I want to be. This is where I am. I don't know how to get there. You get there through the five-step process, okay? And those first three steps remove a lot of stuff to make the, once you're down to actually making these decisions about where things are going to go, according to to the decluttering questions, you've already made a ton of progress before you ever get to that, okay? Removing all of that stuff will improve the space immediately, and it will help you chill out. And it'll give you a much better understanding of what you're ultimately dealing with. When you get those first three steps out, the trash, the easy stuff, and the donations, it's going to get you down to only the stuff that you feel like should be organized, right? Like only the stuff, you're, you're only looking at the things that in your mind are like the things that would get organized. Because otherwise, if you say, okay, I'm going to organize, I've got this great system and I'm going to start pulling out the things that need to be organized. And then you find, well, there's a bunch of other junk in here too, that has no business being organized. It's just absolute trash and junk, right? So you're getting that out first before you get down to what needs to be organized. And then you ask the questions. Okay. But always remember, we have that caveat in place that If your first reaction to where would I look first for the scissors is on the fireplace mantle, then you need to say, okay, if the fireplace mantle doesn't have junk on it, okay, if the fireplace mantle is clear and looks the way I want it to look, where would I look first for scissors? Okay, so so don't let that initial reaction of, well, I... I look in that hall closet for everything, which means every time I need something, I end up causing this huge avalanche of stuff because I'm just throwing things out and then it all piles up in the hallway and then I'm back where I first started. Okay. Our goal here is to eliminate things and give it a real home. So if it's just a default hall closet, hall closet, hall closet, hall closet, then say, okay, if my hall closet is going to be for coats and is not just going to be the dumping ground for everything else, where would I look first? Okay. If the hall closet was in good shape and serving the purpose I actually want it to serve, where would I look first for this item? And just to go back to that question, where would I look for this first? Okay. Would is the key. Would you look for it? Where would you actually go to look for it? Okay. 
you don't need to have in your house anything that you wouldn't look for in your house. So it feels like, well, I need to keep it out where I can see it so I don't forget it. But if you forget it, you need to have less stuff in your house anyway, right? Just let it go. You're not keeping stuff to remind you to use it. You're keeping stuff that you'll remember to use. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're keeping the stuff that you're actually going to use. There's a chance you're not going to use it anyway, especially if the only reason you're keeping it is to remind yourself to use it, right? You need to get rid of things. Your house is hard to manage. Take it to the place. So when you think of it, it's going to be in the place. That's the other thing about taking it there now. All right. We're not going to just move things. We're not going to stuff shift. We're not just going to move it into piles to deal with later. Even though you are so overwhelmed and you think, how in the world is one thing going to go into its final home actually going to make a difference when every surface in my entire space is covered in stuff? It's going to make a difference. Like it will make a difference for every item that actually goes to that home. And then when you think of it and you go looking for it in the first place, you're like, okay, it was there. And that's when your house really starts to change is when you start to gain confidence in that. You're going to trust the more that you do this, the more often that you put things actually away. First of all, the actual surfaces start to look better because things are gone. The trash, the easy stuff, the duh, and item by item, things have disappeared from that and have gone to real homes. So that starts to look better. Every time that you find something in the place where you look for it first means that you trust that this whole process is possible and that it is worth it, which makes it easier and easier to keep the more that you keep going. Honestly, this idea that out of sight, out of mind is the only way for you to function. Once you have your house under control, it's just going to change. Okay. You're going to start, you're going to trust the process because your house is under control. But the only way to get your house under control is to use the process. Okay. Accept and, and celebrate when you can't answer question one and you have to answer question two and you need to let it go. It's a wonderful thing. Yay. That helped me realize that I didn't need to keep this in my house where In the beginning, it's going to feel like I'm prying every single item out of my hands and sticking it in a donate box. At some point you start, oh, good. Oh, good. Now I, okay. Yes. I was able to make that decision. Whew. Yay. All right. I can let that item go. You're trying to get rid of things. And this isn't, I mean, you're decluttering. If you're decluttering, you're trying to get stuff out of your house. That is decluttering is stuff leaving your house, going to a real home, embracing the actual realities of your space or leaving your house. So you are trying to get rid of things. And this is an easy way to identify things that you should get rid of. Is that question number two? It would never occur to me that I had this. I would never go looking for it in my house. It doesn't need to be here. Okay. All right. I hope this was helpful. I hope I wasn't too mean. Uh, Just remember, if you are trying to think, how am I going to organize and your house has piles of stuff everywhere, take that out of your mind and say, I'm not even worried about that. I'm just going to declutter. It will free you to get started immediately. There's no wrong way to declutter as long as things are leaving. Okay. Although there's the best way to declutter, which is my way, but you know what I mean? (laughs) So get stuff out. 
Just get stuff out and it will change your home. That is the thing that's truly going to change your home and is going to change you from being that person that frustrates you to be where you're constantly losing things and digging for things and all that. All right. So just want to remind you that if you are interested in being a patron of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the slob comes clean. We have a lovely community of people there who speak this language. We think about, we use the decluttering questions. You're going to get support and help with the way that we talk about decluttering here. If you, um, go and join us on Patreon. And don't forget, if you need someone to help you, if you need someone to help you through this process, I have trained and certified coaches at declutteringcoaches.com. That is my website. It's all my coaches trained by me, certified by me. And um, if you want to be a coach, go check it out too, declutteringcoaches.com. All right. I will talk to y'all later. This podcast is put out in partnership with the ACAST Creator Network edited by Rachel Jamison and administrative work by Jennifer Ames. I think I'm supposed to be saying the ACAST thing every time. So that's why I put that in there. All right. Yeah, I'm done, right? Bye.